0: Well, hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, part of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. It's a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. On our show this week, we're going to travel coast to coast from Vancouver, B.C. to the Annapolis Valley in Nova Scotia. There's a new hotel that just opened up in the Annapolis Valley called the Evangeline. So in a few minutes, we'll chat with the owner of the Evangeline to learn more about it. And next time you're in Vancouver, you might want to take some time to do a walking tour with the folks from Forbidden Vancouver Walking Tours to uncover a hidden history of dark crime, outrageous intrigue, and filthy scandal. Sounds like fun, doesn't it? But first, we're going to start our podcast this week talking about a new company called Rate Punk. What it does is search out the best hotel rates for you from the various booking sites so you can shop and compare. So joining us now to explain how it works is Justin Albertinez. He is the co-founder and CEO of RatePunk. The website is ratepunk.com. Hi, Justin. Hi, Randy. Tell me about Rate Punk. What it's, what, it, what it is, how it got started.
1: Um, yeah, actually Rate Punk is, um, was born like a browser extension to compare prices for hotels and uh, accommodation, apartments uh, uh, through different um, websites through different online travel agencies. So what what we actually do, uh, we compare prices, uh, whatever you're uh, looking for a hotel on your beloved website, like uh, Expedia or uh, um, Priceline. Or uh, a city booking.com uh, we support major uh, major booking websites and uh, we compare prices automatically live while you uh, are looking for a hotel so uh, our browser extension pops out and shows that uh, for example you can save uh, $200 uh, just by booking, by switching uh, provider from, uh, for example, uh, Priceline to Booking.com, or vice versa. Um, so this is this is actually our uh, main function, what which is uh, which is very popular, and we are gaining uh, popularity uh, in 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 various countries. And we're excited because uh, we we thought that we found the problem and. Uh, uh, that problem is uh, price, which is uh, still uh, an important concern for customers uh, booking travel online. Excellent. Well, and, and it sounds quite
0: simple. So, so do I have to have a, a specific hotel in mind or can I kind of
1: uh, yeah, search actually, for hotels
0: you... in a certain area and then that'll work as well?
1: No actually uh, you need a, a specific hotel because okay. we compare that that hotel price uh, through different uh, booking uh, systems so that's uh, that's why you need to have a hotel so for... I,
0: I can do i can search a hotel on any of those sites really and once i've found it then i can go to ratepunk, uh type in that hotel and i can find out whether that site whether it's expedia or booking.com or hotels.com is actually uh, the best rate that's how it works right
1: yeah, yeah. Actually, the uh, the extension pops out while you're browsing. For example, if you are on Expedia.com and you are looking for the Marriott Hotel, I don't know, in New York City, um, for the specific dates, uh, it shows up. Our extension shows up and uh, it shows uh, where is the cheapest price. Or if you, if it's uh, cheapest price where you are currently looking, it shows that uh, you're booking the cheapest price so this is the re- reassurance that uh, you are not losing money as well so, so and, and it actually pops out automatically you just need to install one one time and we don't we we don't take any um, sign ups emails uh, credit cards nothing just just simple one click install and that's it and then you have it uh, on your uh, browser and it it really helps to save money.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it does all the legwork for me instead of me going to all those different sites and seeing if it's a better rate. Once I have the hotel name, I can you do all the legwork, or the rate punk does all the legwork, right?
1: Yeah, correct. One more thing, mm-hmm. uh, I forgot about the misconception, which is also a very important topic because. All of us, uh, while we are booking, uh, for example, hotel or apartment, mm-hmm. we have a that misconception that we are booking cheapest price. Uh, cheapest price on our uh, loved website. For example, I'm booking uh, because I'm from Europe. Uh, so I'm booking uh, mostly on booking.com. And I have misconception that I, I have the cheapest price, but it's totally a misconception. And, uh, and uh, also with this uh, just simple extension, we uh, solving this problem. Well, it all sounds
0: uh, interesting. You can, uh, if you want to sign up, doesn't cost anything, no credit card required or anything like that. It's uh, ratepunk.com. And Justin Albertinus is the co-founder and CEO of Ratepunk. Again, the website ratepunk.com. Sounds exciting, uh, Justin. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Yeah, Thanks. There's a new hotel that just opened up in the Annapolis Valley in Nova Scotia called the Evangeline. So joining us now to tell us all about it is Avram Spatz. He's the owner of the Evangeline. TheEvangeline.ca is the website. Hi, Avram. How's it going? It's going very well. I'm very excited to uh, hear about the Evangeline. It's uh, It's a grand opening the way I understand it. So if that's true, congratulations. Thanks so much. Uh, and it's got to be pretty exciting when you're doing a grand opening of a hotel, right? It's it's, it's your baby, I would think. Absolutely. It, it's super special to see something that was only in
2: your mind as sort of a concept come to life. And really, we, we started taking guests for about half our rooms last week. But this weekend, there's a, a CFL
0: game in the area. And so we're fully booked. So this is really where it kicks into gear. Nice. Well, good timing. Uh, now, is this a, a brand new building built from the ground up? Or did you take over something and, and kind of refurbish it? Yeah. So, no, this
2: is um, this is definitely a, a restoration um, with some renovation. So the property is really an iconic one in Nova Scotia. If you're from here or even in from Atlantic uh, Canada, you definitely know about it. it. It's been around since the 40s in some form. Or another, uh, with uh, the restaurant starting as, as something called Evangeline Snack Bar. Um, so, and and one other interesting thing about the property is that the you know the former owners of it bought it from the the Borden family. It was the childhood home uh, as of when he was four years old. Uh, former prime, former prime minister Borden moved in. And so uh, that house, for example, has rooms that can be rented. And, and the style there with something, you know, as a, that charming of an 1850s era home was more restoration. So, you know, we worked on the floors and we returned the exterior to its original color and, you know, highlighted some of the really amazing antique furniture in there. And then we had a strip of rooms that were uh, probably from the 50s or 60s. And those, you know, we did more of a full renovation on um, to provide, uh, you know, a more modern, bright, fresh offering. Um, and so I think it's nice. We, we've really got, uh,
0: you know, different accommodations for for what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. How many rooms altogether? It's 23 rooms. Yeah and we should talk about the location uh Nova Scotia the Annapolis Valley. I've been in Nova Scotia, but I haven't really been to the Annapolis Valley area. At least if I did if I was there, I wasn't aware of it. So just talk about the area a little bit and and what that's like. Absolutely. I think I mean that's really the draw.
2: Um obviously we want to be an incredible place to, you know, rest your head at at the end of your adventure in this area, but it's such a happening spot. You know, we have um ton of wineries that are really starting to get some, you know, international acclaim, Um, breweries, really great food. You know, this is where a lot of the farming in Nova Scotia happens. So it's really easy to get great ingredients. But, yeah, you know, we're near Blomidon Park. Um, There's amazing hiking and biking trails. Um, It's a really special place. Um, And it's
0: just uh, more and more new things are are popping up. So it's wonderful to be a part of that. How easy is it to get there? Uh, I know Nova Scotia is not a huge province compared to some of the western provinces, but uh, from Halifax, sure. like, I'm assuming if you're flying into Halifax, uh, how would you get there?
2: Yeah, if you're flying into Halifax and you're, and you're going to stop, you're going to go right to the Annapolis Valley, you're going to come right to the Evangeline, uh, it's going to be about 50-minute drive, and most people are going to rent cars because once you're here, you're going to want to be able mm-hmm. to you know drive around and explore all the, the beautiful stuff. If you're stopping off in Halifax first, it's just under an hour. So really, no matter where you're coming from in Nova Scotia, as you said, it, it's a small province. It's, it's quite accessible.
0: And, of course, uh, you're you're pretty proud of your restaurant that's on site. That's the Longfellow Restaurant, correct? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we, we really are, and I think, um, you know,
2: the restaurant opened about a month before the rooms, but seeing our guests in the hotel, being able to, you know, have a really amazing dinner, and then just you know stumble up a few steps into their room is is really exciting. Um, I think it really allows us to provide an immersive experience. And you know we we do offer breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So you know um, I think it's really nice that you can wake up, come down, and get a great coffee, get a great breakfast. Um, the food is very approachable um, but also refined. We brought in a, a pretty well known chef in this area and. Um, yeah, the reviews so far have been very positive and, and we're very happy with um, with how Longfellow's going.
0: Just looking at your uh, website, theevangeline.ca uh, on five acres so you, you have uh, quite a lot of area to explore it sounds like. It, absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, on the property
2: you can really stroll around. We've got a fire pit um, that's really nice and, and we'll be selling s'mores kits out of our restaurant so you just pop over from there and and uh get roasting and then we have uh, the land is actually really nice it's it it rises a lot in the back and so at the top of the property we've got a seated deck that you can see views of a bunch of the wineries you can see the bay of fundy and blomidon so it's a really nice nice place for a sunset drink um and yeah obviously you know we still have a couple acres to go so there's potential to add things so you know for the winter we really want to add in some high end amenities like a cedar sauna and a hot tub and but we'll just hopefully grow pretty organically
0: mhm and i was going to ask about the, the fall and winter uh, you know obviously summer we're we're already almost halfway through summer uh, and fall is is pretty spectacular as far as the scenery goes in Nova Scotia right and you are open year round right yeah we are um i honestly think that
2: you know, summer is obviously bustling here, but, but fall might be the, the prize gem. It's a really, really stunning time. And then those temperatures drop a little bit. So it's it's crisp. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm from Nova Scotia, obviously, and, and from Halifax, but I have great memories of um, of coming to the valley in the fall, staying at this old property, actually, you know, eating the pie in the restaurant. So <laughs> um, definitely your listeners, you know, summer is great. And, and so is fall. And and really, winter is, is starting to really happen in this area as well. It's, it's definitely a four-season area. We've got ski hills around and good uh, trails for, for that sort of stuff. And still, obviously, all the great restaurants, uh, breweries, etc. So, um, yeah, uh,
0: we've definitely heard from the local community that they're very excited that we're staying around nice. um, all year. Uh, any uh, events that are coming up in the fall that, uh, or late in the summer that people might be uh, wanting to take in? Well, it's interesting you say that.
2: Um, one of our big events in the area is, area is called the Devour Food Film Festival. Um, it is what it, what it sounds like. Um, it's a f- film festival basically on, on documentaries and, and movies to do with food and the food industry. And um, their festival happens, I believe it's the last week in October. So the area gets absolutely swarmed, and it's it's really exciting. And often a lot of very famous chefs are coming down, and they're also doing you know experiential stuff. So it's a very exciting time to visit.
0: Very nice. Uh, Avram Spatz is the owner of the Evangeline Hotel, the newly opened owner of the Evangeline Hotel. You can check uh, their website, theevangeline.ca. Great to chat with you, Avram. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Nice chatting with you. Next time you're in Vancouver, you might want to take some time to learn a few stories about Vancouver with the folks from Forbidden Vancouver Walking Tours. To tell us more about them is Will Woods. He is the owner and founder of Forbidden Vancouver Walking Tours. The website is ForbiddenVancouver.ca. Hi, Will. Hey, Randy. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm excited to uh, learn about Forbidden Vancouver Walking Tours. Your website uh, says, peek beneath Vancouver's sparkling surface to uncover a hidden history of dark crime, outrageous intrigue, and filthy scandal. That kind of says it all, but uh, give, <laughs> us a, give us a background of how uh, Vancouver Walking Tours uh, came about.
3: So we started 10 years ago. It's our 10-year our anniversary this year, and it started... Uh, and I guess the, the germination of it um, really started with a couple of experiences I'd had uh, around, around 12 or 13 years ago. One was the Edinburgh Ghost Tours uh, in Edinburgh, Scotland, mm-hmm. and the other was the Seattle Underground Tour, which I imagine some of your listeners may well have taken if it's mm-hmm. not, not too far away. And both experiences, you know, I've been on vacations, I've been on tours before, but I thought both those two experiences did a fabulous job of really bringing to life local history, using a big dose of theatre, making it really accessible and fun for people. And I thought to myself, you know, I wish Vancouver had something like that. And at the time I was working a, a corporate job here in Vancouver, and I'd, I'd actually transferred here from London, England. Your listeners might hear an English accent that I have. <laughs> and uh, I'd, I'd worked in you know, the corporate world for about 10 years. And I was I was looking to do something different. I'd, I'd always loved history. I, uh, I, I, you know, I loved performing. I was interested in theatre and... Uh, I was actually enrolled in acting school at the time, and I thought, well, maybe I can sort of weave these threads together of uh, a passion for for acting on a, you know, it was, wasn't a, on a professional basis, but uh, on a, as a personal interest or hobby and an interest in history into an experience here in, in Vancouver. So I, I spent months researching Vancouver history, and I, I wanted to really use theming extensively in our work. So a tour would not just be like, you know, have a tour around Vancouver mm-hmm. and, and hear some history and see some buildings, but every tour is Based around a, a specific theme, so I was kind of searching for know whats that what's that first theme we can use and I settled upon prohibition, which of course, I think everybody in Canada knows that mm-hmm. the u s had prohibition it 's this big part of kind of u s folklore and almost mythology as part of their kind of national story, this prohibition period with Al Capone and gangsters and corruption and everything else but you know who knew that we had prohibition here in canada it 's a much less known Feature of Canadian history, we actually had it here first before the states. So I started to really research prohibition in Canada and what that, how that manifested itself in Vancouver and BC, and, uh, and, I, and I built a tour around that. We had some some incredible uh, stories here of you know the some of the biggest rum runners in the in North America, the Rifle family. They were out here on the west coast. We had our city's very own version of Al Capone, who was called Joe Salona, who. Um, you know, was friends with the mayor and would take the police chief on cruises <laughs> on his private yacht and these, these kind of things. And um, you know, we had bootlegging and everything else that was going on. And I just thought, this is this is a fabulous subject matter that will be a surprise to people. It's interesting, and so I, I put that all together. And it was just to begin with, just me running the running the company. I was doing the tours myself. I'd put a fedora on and walk around the streets <laughs> of Gastown and in Vancouver, sharing prohibition history. And it just it just was so popular right away. I was amazed. We got so many. Uh, people interested uh and actually a lot of locals um more than i expected i expected this to be a tourism business and we'd have tourists and really right from the right from day one around half of our guests are locals they're vancouver right want to learn more about vancouver history and so that we started that i actually went live in may 2012 and then when the summertime came around i thought well we could really do with a halloween experience so i started to research you know ghost stories and gothic dark early history here mm-hmm. in Vancouver from the Victorian era and the idea was initially I was going to I was going to tell these you know these stories in Gastown the city's oldest neighborhood I'd I'd wear a top hat and a long coat and try and uh, evoke some of that gothic Victorian uh, drama of the of these tales of the great fire and smallpox outbreaks and unsolved murders <laughs> and the, the odd ghost story and then I thought to myself cuz I was, I was still in, in acting school at that time I thought to myself, what if we took that, what if I took that that one step further and rather than saying the great fire swept down Water Street in Gastown faster than a sprinting man, say I was the man running down Water Street and the (laughs) fire was licking the skin off my back. So I kind of I recrafted the story to become a first-person narrative with a character, George Turl. He's a fictional character Mm -hmm. who lived through all these events personally, and it kind of wove together into his very colourful and unique life of going to the Klondike and escaping the Great Fire, etc., etc. And um, so we launched that for Halloween 2012, and it just every single ticket sold out, you know, right away. And it was I was the only guide then, so there was only so many tours we could do. Mm -hmm. And now fast forward ten years, that's our most popular tour we have. You know over 100 people a night coming on that tour in different groups Um, we run every day of the week for about nine months of the year Uh, Halloween still our most popular time for that tour it happens in the evening on on the the dark streets of Gastown Uh, we have a team of guides I I, uh, in the following year I uh, changed the script or, or rewrote it so it also has a female lead option so you might get a male lead and of course it's no longer me doing all the tours you may get a male lead, or you may get a female lead whose story uh, goes to a different story arc than than the male lead. So that's been that's been hugely popular, really, and I, I feel uh, I feel I guess proud now and, and very happy to be kind of part of the. The tourism scene here for over 10 years mm-hmm. been delivering these experiences to, to so many people and, and since then we've had so many different walking tours and special events that we've we've launched as well. Um, it's really been an incredible journey. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so what does a typical tour entail? How
3: long? Uh, how much walking involved? So they between like 90 minutes and two hours depends mm-hmm. on the tour and walking it's, it's more standing and listening than yeah. walking. You're listening to the guide. We don't, we don't walk huge distances. The total walk would be around like one to two kilometres, depending on the tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an easy pace. You know, we're not, it's, not, it's not like a, a power walking workout doing this. You know, we, go, we go at moderate <laughs> speed, we take in the surrounds, you know, we, we wait for cars before we cross the street, that kind of thing. It's a leisurely walk.
0: And it's easy to book, right? You just go to your website, ForbiddenVancouver.ca, uh, pick a tour, a time, a day, and, exactly. and, and yeah, I'm assuming really you kind of just, do you show up a, at a certain start point,
3: yeah, all the start points on, on the website. Very easy to find start points around the city, so they're near transit, near parking, that kind of thing. We want to make it really easy for people, yeah. And they don't they don't usually finish right at the start point, but usually just a short walk away, and it's an easy place to get back to.
0: Mm-hmm. So do you have any uh, favourite stories? You know time is our enemy, we only have a couple of minutes, but uh, there must be a, a favourite story or two that you, you like to tell uh, on, a, on a particular tour, and you do have a number of different tours uh, on your website. Again, there's the Forbidden Vancouver Tour, the Dark Secrets of Stanley, Park park the one that I like the really gay history tour which sounds yeah, like a lot of yeah, fun I'm glad, so. you
3: mentioned that. I'm glad you mentioned that because we're, we're in uh, Vancouver pride is coming up here we have our pride at the end of July mm-hmm. and so the really gay history tour that's a tour that I didn't build that was built by one of our team Glenn uh-huh. Karch, uh, who approached me about five years ago and said well we need a, a walking tour on gay history here in Vancouver and our first thought was uh, well, you know, is there enough history related to LGBTQ people yeah. in the city to build a whole tour around? And then, um, you know, Glenn got to work researching and it quickly became evident. The problem was not, is there enough
0: There's too much. Way <laughs> too much to
3: fit into a two-hour walking tour. It could be a, a five-hour walking tour. And so he did an incredible job. He spoke to people who were, you know, l- leaders and icons in, in the LGBT community um, that did so much to create, acceptance and change you know change laws and mm. um change people's minds about queer people and he got to speak to some of these people firsthand there was a, a a woman who sadly passed away i think last year called jamie lee hamilton who um a trans woman who had suffered terribly as a, as a young person uh, back in the 60s as you can imagine it was a very difficult cultural climate at that time as i'm sure all your listeners will know and um uh ended up being homeless and uh finally uh was able to to transition um and fought really hard for rights for sex workers here in vancouver um not exclusively trans sex workers but all sex workers mm-hmm. uh and and really um was able to be one of the first people to raise awareness around uh missing and murdered um sex workers mm-hmm. from here in vancouver uh and of course it's a, a dark subject of course but um really push city hall would, would would lobby and and turn up at city hall uh and, and she even did a thing where she she dumped a whole pile of high heel shoes outside city hall to represent the people that had gone missing until finally uh, there was an investigation and of course that turned into um, uh eventually the, they found a Willie pixton who had murdered all these all these poor women mm. so it was a you know a very dark uh, mm. very dark time in our, our city 's history but this this person who'd suffered so much themselves from from prejudice and discrimination um had fought and fought and fought for justice and and eventually got that and 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 for all these these poor people who had had, had their lives taken away from them at least now there had been there was closure for those for those families and um on the tour you know she glenn glenn, glenn interviewed her and and he tells her story on the tour of, of the life that she went through and it's an inspiring story and how, mm-hmm. the, how the dark and 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 s and, and sad that that history is. It's it's a part of a part of the city's history and, and Glenn Glenn takes that responsibility seriously to share that. Nice. Um, share that with people. Yeah. Uh, and there's all there's all and then the also you know, it it covers a whole range of different LGBTQ uh tales and icons um, one of the little known facts I'm going I'm going to I'm going to tell a spoiler so hopefully Glenn doesn't hear me <laughs> say this cuz he gets upset when I say this but you know he even stops outside the the YMCA here in uh, on Barrage Street here in Vancouver and of course your listeners will be familiar with the famous village people song yeah. YMCA. Yeah. <laughs> what, what no one knows is that song was actually about the YMCA in Vancouver. I didn't know that. Staying here to record an album, yeah, and they came up with this song here while they were here about that YMCA. So we all the audience stopped outside and did a little dance, <laughs> <laughs> to, to honor to honor the uh, the the gay anthem that is YMCA.
0: <laughs> well, next time I'm in I'm in Vancouver for sure. I want to take one of your tours. I think everyone oh, should. Forbiddenvancouver.ca yeah. ca is the website uh, for. Vancouver walking tours Uh, you'll never look at Vancouver uh, again in the same light I'm sure after taking one of your tours but uh, (laughs) Will Woods is the owner and founder of Forbidden Vancouver walking tours again their website ForbiddenVancouver.ca it was uh, lots of fun chatting with you Will thank you thanks Randy And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. Remember, this is the podcast version of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. You can find more information on the show at our website, theinformedtraveler.org. So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know, leave a review, tell a friend, or you can drop me a line. My email is randy at theinformedtraveler.org. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler or follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.